0: Hey there, welcome to Elsat Demon Daily. I'm Ben Olson. that's Nathan Fox. We're the founders of ElsatDemon.com and our weekly podcast, The LSAT. Uh, we have an email here from Anonymous. Anonymous is a high school teacher with an undergrad degree and two master's degrees from the UK. They scored a 153 without games on a recent diagnostic.
1: Number one, Anonymous just sends bullet points. Oh, well, this is edited by Eric. Thank you, Eric. One, since I won't have... An LSAC, UGPA, will my undergraduate degree play a significant role in my application? I think my transcript will be giving a superior rating, but I'm not sure what that'll mean for law schools. I think your LSAT will play almost entirely the role. I, I, don't, think that they, I don't think they're going to care because why do they care so much about GPA? I think they care. One of the reasons why they care about GPA is because they have to report it to the American Bar Association And then the ratings agency, the rankings agencies like U.S. News look at the GPA that's on your transcript. But you're not going to have a GPA that they're going to have to report. So that superior rating, they're going to look at that and go superior. Great. But they're not going to know really what to make of it because they can't compare you against any of the, you know, 90, what, 5% of applicants are probably domestic who have an UGPA. Yeah. You don't, you're not going to have an UGPA. I don't think that superior rating does anything for you one way or the other. I think they're just going to look at your LSAT. Yeah. My two cents. Number two, does the URM factor apply to international applicants in equal measure? Is there a distinction between an American URM and an international URM? That's interesting.
0: Yes, it does apply in equal measure, and I don't think there's a distinction. I mean, we had a discussion a long time ago about a distinction, but in terms of their reporting, I don't think it matters.
1: Yeah. I mean, this, of course, is all changing now. Um, Sure. In my conversation that I had with Maya Russell on episode 440 of the Thinking LSAT podcast, she was talking about how the applications have gotten a lot bigger this year. She said that the application cycle is slow because law schools are wading through mountains of paperwork that they themselves asked for because they... They weren't sure what to do. All the schools reacted differently to the Supreme court decision about, um, using race as a factor in admissions. And they, so many of them, she said no longer have a diversity statement. She said some of them kept the personal statement, diversity statement, but she said there was like a splintering of many responses asking Mm. just different questions, new Mm. questions that they're asking people about, how their uh, perspective might be different Mm
0: -hmm.
1: or how their circumstances might be different, how their background might be, just asking the same questions, but in different ways and potentially with multiple essays.
0: Mm.
1: So we don't really know what's gonna happen after the Supreme court decision, as far as schools trying to pursue goals related to diversity but I don't remember ever hearing anything about like if you identify as black or if you identify as Latino, I just don't think that's going to matter whether you're an American black or a English. Yeah.
0: I just remember a long time ago, we had some podcast about someone from Egypt, right? Some, and they were talking about the differences in
1: yeah, well, that was when I think I was saying some kind of stupid shit about <laughs> it's Asia or, or it's Africa. Sorry, it's Africa. You know, Egypt is Africa. It's an African country or whatever. And then people mm-hmm. educated me about well, there's you're not African American or whatever. Hmm. So there is that. Yeah, um, I guess you're not African American. In fact, yeah. I mean, we have no idea what your race actually is. Yeah, I think it depends on how you're going to identify. To them. Yeah. And it's going to, and that's going to, that's going to change application to application Mm. because they're just asking different questions now. Yep. Uh, Maya did mention that some schools, including UNC, which was one of the named defendants. Yep. Uh, that they, I believe she said it was UNC. Yeah. That was trying to go completely, uh, race blind. Wow where they weren't asking any of those types of questions on their application at all. Mm. But she did say though, that applicants can, can then, and should explain exactly their situation to the schools. So if you identify as a URM, you want to make sure that you figure out ways to get that into your application so that they'll know, even if they can't explicitly ask you about it. Mm. Okay. Number three question. From Anonymous, what is your recommended study plan for someone who has 12 to 18 months to prepare for and take the LSAT before sending out applications in fall of 2025? So somebody who's, yeah, 18 months ahead of their application schedule.
0: Okay. Well, it's the same for everybody. Just start with drilling and time sections. And it's great that you have such a long time frame so that you don't feel pressured to go quickly, but be ready to be done in six months. You might be ready to take the LSAT.
1: For your first one. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Well, you could be ready within three months to take your first one. We just don't know. Yeah. So I would always say to everybody, to anonymous and everybody, regardless of your timeline. Yeah. Start doing a little bit every day. Get yourself a demon free account. If you don't already have one, start spending an hour a day working on real LSAT questions with our awesome videos and our great written explanations and use our ask button, talk to our team of tutors and just do that. Chip away at it every day. And at some point, take a full practice test, or you can do one section at a time and then add up your scores. That's fine too. Monitor your practice test results. And if your practice test results start getting close to the kind of number that you're going to be able to get the kind of scholarship you think that you want, then you probably should schedule yourself for an official LSAT because you want to allow yourself time for multiple backups. And you think you're like way early, 12 to 18 months ahead of time. But if you start thinking about the fact that they only offer the LSAT eight times a year and you might end up taking it five times, I mean, hopefully not, hopefully you kill it before then, but Hey, if you haven't yet killed it after four attempts, we're always going to say, you should take it again. Yeah. And that can take months. Um, so yeah, start studying today, a little bit every day. Watch your practice test results when those get close. You want to think about registering for a first official test. Number four, I'm planning to take the LSAT without games, given the time horizon I have. However, I think I would still like to learn logic games to bolster my overall preparedness, especially for logical reasoning. Is that something worth doing? I'm going to say provisionally, no.
0: Yeah. (laughs) If you want to get good at LR, do LR.
1: Yeah, we got 5,000 LR questions in the demon. Yep. Which with more than 5,000, it's probably closer to 10,000 explanations related to those questions. So, <laughs> talk to me when you're done with all that. Yeah. About whether you should then start studying LG to bolster your overall preparedness, but I,
0: D- Even then, I'd say, okay, which question? Like, do a section. Which questions are you getting wrong? You're still gonna yeah. You're still gonna
1: be missing real logical reasoning questions, and I mean, because I still miss logical reasoning questions that I've seen before. Yeah, and so does Ben. So does everybody. You know, there's no perfect really on this test. Yeah, and so. Yeah. Studying games. (laughs) There's just so much. I'm not saying it's a bad idea. It's only a bad idea to the extent that it interferes with the obviously good idea. Yeah. Which is studying real logical reasoning questions. And we, again, we have 5,000 of them. Thanks for writing in anonymous email daily at lsat If you'd like to ask us a question or share some LSAT or law school admissions news. Thanks for listening.